0: just start just, just start recording or so, uh, Tony Tony Isaacs has no idea how to use Zoom even though we uh, did a well, podcast like, well the reality is
1: the reality is Tony is just getting out of his car right now and he's um <laughs> he says he's like he's having trouble logging in but he's really just getting out of his car and he's saying, "Oh, I, this, this computer's not working. I borrowed it from the city of Toronto, and it's, it doesn't seem to be working. I haven't used it since nineteen twenty six. But
0: yeah. these 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 city workers, I tell you, Aaron, they 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 don't know the struggle that me and
1: you go through. They don't know the struggle. See, connecting to audio, so we got both links connecting the audio right now. So I'm um, I'm pretty impressed that we're we are going to have our guest, Tony Isaac, uh, the ma- the man, the myth, the legend." Um, joining us as soon as tra- he gets out of world his car traveler, world, world traveler, traveler. as soon as he gets out of his car and ready to roll very oh, traveled is he, is he is he coming online i don't can know
0: can he can he can you give us some video i hear a rumble so as we, as uh, we're waiting for our guests to connect
1: um aaron give us your thoughts did you watch who's number one i did have a chance to watch who's number one i didn't have a chance to watch the entire card yet oh look at this we have mr tony isaac available he has two links going on because he thinks he's gonna do a double screen so he's gonna probably have a, a left and a right know who knows
2: i like but uh, uh i don't know what the other link is i don't even know how to sign off on that. i'm gonna remove
1: it right now <laughs> hold on oh, it's getting,
0: you're getting kicked out hey no. That that was a struggle.
2: Um, see, I know Zoom works on here, so I don't know what the fuck that was all about, but whatever.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mr. Tony Isaac. Thank you for Welcome joining up. us. I thanks for like getting out of your car. I know you were mm-hmm. running late, you know, it was computer issues apparently, but I know you were just pulling into the driveway. You'd be like, oh, I swear it's the computer, it's not
0: working. Yeah. <laughs> he's like <laughs> uh, he's on Chief City to of Toronto point. time, Aaron. Leave him be, okay? <laughs> it's it's Sunday.
2: Time. I'm at home making dinner for the family. <laughs>
1: excellent so tony you've had uh, a couple of crazy weeks obviously you just got back from abu dhabi we've had a lot of discussion to talk about today so first thing how was the flight how was the trip out there did you have a good time obviously the canadian athletes did amazing so i want to get a little bit more into that but uh tell us how how was the travel
2: Oh, well the travel is long to get to abu dhabi you know um but uh you know, when you're excited about what you're about to do over there, it's you know the travel is a minor issue, but it's a pretty long flight uh, to get out there. But um, you know, I've done it a few times now, so I'm kind of used to it. Uh, but yeah, man, I was just so excited to get out there and and watch some of these athletes go at it.
0: Awesome. So for those listening, like, why why were you out there? Explain a little bit of like what you were doing and kind of like your role of, you know, what you're doing. Like what like you went out there to bring a bunch of athletes to the JJIF. Can you explain like what that is, why it's important, and uh, kind of like your role in getting everybody out there?
2: Well, if I could relate, well, we're here in Canada, so if I could relate everything to hockey, maybe people will better understand. Uh, the NHL represents the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation, and the IWHF represents uh, the JJIF. That's basically it. Um, you know, if you win a Stanley cup, you're considered the world champion of hockey at the highest level of sport. Um, those are the best players in the world that play the game. Um, but you're not representing your country, representing your team. Um, that's the difference with the JGIF, you know, you are representing your country and some of those best athletes across those countries for the most part are there at those tournaments the tournaments are, are not easy they're very hard uh, but i do like the format and if we ever going to see uh jiu-jitsu in the olympics knock on wood uh that is the organization that's going to put it there so uh we follow uh, that line uh if you remember many years back we lost our ability to do jiu-jitsu tournaments in ontario and it was uh, primarily because we weren't recognized by a national body that was recognized by the jjif so they want to see the line come from the IOC down when it comes to amateur sport. And in order for us to do jujitsu the way we wanted, um, we had to link up with those guys. So we ended up doing that to get to where we are now. Uh, the beauty of it all is that the, the JGIF used the exact same rules as the IBJJF. So, you know, for us, it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, you know, the only difference is the guy doesn't have Gracie Baja on his back. It says Kazakhstan. That's all it is.
1: Mm-hmm. excellent so how obviously like it's a it was about a two-week event wasn't it like it lasted for a little while it was how long,
2: many, they had how, uh, quite a few age groups so they had under 16 they had an under 18 division an under 21 division an adult and a master. awesome so, so how we, uh,
1: many canadian athletes all together because you guys had a big team that was able
2: to yeah. go this year yeah we had 29 out there the most we ever had that's amazing uh, we ran uh you know, we ran our national championships every year. We usually would pick the adult team from that, but we decided for the first time to, to add a under 16, under 18 and under 21. Uh, some guys were selected, others earned their way by winning nationals. And uh, you know, yeah, it was, it was great to bring these extra athletes out. Um, it is definitely uh, a bigger chore because you know, you're dealing with 15 year old kids uh, in hotels and having to make sure you monitor them, you're dealing with people from other countries, other parts of the world. So, you know, you gotta keep your eye on your kids if you know what I mean. And uh, so, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of intangibles, if you will. But um, yeah, man, it was it was definitely really well worth it. And uh, you know, like I said, our, our kids really did well. So I mean, I'm happy that they they decided to make the trip. Uh, um, it was a long trip for everybody, but uh they said they would do it again and that's all i really needed to hear
0: so So, like what what were some of the highlights for um so some of the competitors like out in canada like what were some things that stood out for you who who was uh who was representing who did well and then like what's the what's the future for uh some of these events going forward
2: well i mean uh like I said, with regards to, I was really excited to see some of the uh, underagers go at it. Like he, Ethan Wong was fantastic. He ended up winning silver, uh, lost by a referee's decision in the gold medal match, which was, you know, you know, a little heartbreaking, but man, like he really performed well. And, and you know, uh, you know, he did a great job. His sister, of course, won gold in the under 18 division. So, you know, you got a pair of killers in the Wong family. Um, you also had another silver medalist in under 18 and Hannah Hepworth, uh, she did an amazing job, uh, to get to the finals and, um, yeah, like, you know, we had a couple of guys who lost the bronze medal match, uh, like, uh, Quentin Trell lost in the bronze medal match. She did amazing. Um, so yeah, some kids really did well. Um, I was kind of expecting some of the adults to do well um and some of the adults that didn't do well i was kind of hoping they would do well because they did well in the past but man it's such a tough tournament Um, uh, you know like michael sheehan uh, ended up losing uh before getting to the medal rounds but man this guy is a world games bronze medalist and a four-time world bronze medalist so um he's got nothing to lose you know sometimes you you fly in and i know some of our guys were a little sick um for a couple of days they weren't feeling the greatest and sometimes it's hard to get you know to get everything going in the right direction you know I think maybe in the future some of these athletes got to fly in a little earlier when uh, we've got to fly all the way over there some of these athletes from the other countries don't have to deal with that so you know it was tough for some of the guys but having said that we still you know did really well as a team uh, the adult team took second overall um you know our girls team is still you know, in my opinion, the best girls team in the world at that tournament. Um, You know, we ended up uh, at a seven gold medal matches, uh, four of them. We were in four of the seven gold medal matches for all the women and won three of the four gold medal matches. So, you know, and, and to think we didn't have anybody there at 45. So we really only brought girls for six weight classes and we're in four of the gold medal matches. So, you know, yeah best girl team in the world for sure
1: nice so when you look at like obviously you because you've been doing this for a couple of years now especially going overseas seeing all the different athletes obviously the team has gotten bigger have you seen the level of competition every year just start to rise better and better and better like teams are getting better athletes are starting to recognize different athletes or recognizing games obviously because they might have had rematches here and there
2: yeah well we're getting both to be honest with you uh uh from 2017 in Colombia till now, I think that the athletes of the other countries have just exploded uh in their talent and it's just gonna get better every year. Um, I first noticed Kazakhstan in 2017 and I was like, wow, these guys got really good guards. Well, so now their game is so rounded, it's it's pretty amazing. Like, you know, the Kazakhstan team is very, very strong. Um uh, Of course, the UAE team has always been strong, especially on the men's side. They've been really good. Their girls team was actually pretty good this year, especially the younger girls. And they were, they did very well uh, compared to when I saw them uh, in the past 2019. They weren't as strong as they are today, of course. Uh, But, you know, you also got to remember, too, in Abu Dhabi, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the national sport. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they have a whole national team training center there. They have a building just for jujitsu. It's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal. The same building that they use for for Abu Dhabi World Pro is the same building that we were fighting in at the, at this competition. And uh, man, like I said, there's a handful. Israel's got an amazing team. Uh, you know, Germany is okay. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of a lot of uh, the other smaller countries have really strong players and surprisingly, uh, Angola in Africa has a monster team and they're all very good. Like, you know, I was just, I can't get over how well, how talented some of these other countries are. Uh, But having said that, um, we did really well. And and, uh, Roger, who was our uh, representative referee in the back was telling us how all the officials in the back were talking about Team Canada. And that's really good to hear. That they couldn't believe how good we were um even spite we've you know we've kind of showed very well in the last couple of years but you know this year uh you know like i said we finished second overall in brazilian jiu-jitsu um uh, which is you know because we're a north american country compared to all those strong countries over there in the east side of the world you know they were very surprised at how well we did so yeah I can't I couldn't be happy enough I said it in my Facebook post of how proud I was of these guys and you know they showed up They did a great job
0: how would you rate the like the level of competition compared to like let's say like an IBJJF event or like an ADCC event like the classic like when people are watching jiu and like those are usually the events that come to mind like how would you rate you know the levels comparatively to each one I know you met. You used the hockey analogy earlier, where like let's say the IBJF, the NHL. But you know, how would you rate the the competition and over there with, with the JJIF?
2: To be honest with you, I you know the analogy of NHL and and uh, and the IHF, uh This is way tighter. Um, uh, do I think that if uh, the Bouches of the world were to show up at this tournament, are they going to win? Yes, I do think they're going to win. Um, but you got to remember this, Brazil is only going to allow to carry two athletes per division, just like everybody else. So you're not going to have 10 Brazilians at this tournament, you know, so it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win in every single weight class. So, you know, I think if, if Brazil brought an A-team, yeah, would, it would terrify everybody. But, uh, you know, having said that, I think that a lot of these guys that are fighting in these competitions – if they were to go to uh, IBJJF Worlds, I think they would do very well. Especially the guys from the UAE, they would they would do very well. Um, but I don't know if we're ever going to see that because they're just happy to go to AJP and happy to go to the JJF Worlds. To them, mm-hmm. it's their world championship. Um, you know, UAE doesn't have a fight team like, like uh, most of the schools here in Canada do or the U.S., you know they are Team UAE. That's who they are. They're not uh, they're not Crazy Baja or Alliance or or anything like that. They don't have that there. So you know, um, yeah, like it's just uh, uh, a different culture over there. But the jujitsu is is equally as strong for sure.
1: So obviously, kind of like when you look at like more athletes now that they've kind of seen the success of. Obviously, the Canadian team going into this year, obviously, we're going to get a lot more individuals, I think, from the Canadian standpoint, especially wanting to, again, a lot of those guys that probably went were probably from Ontario, I would assume, or were there a couple, mostly the team?
2: Oh, yeah, the majority of them are from Ontario. We've had some right. go back in the past. Yeah. Um, but uh, the majority of our Ontario, the the, 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 uh, the competition that we select the team from is held in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's put out in the public, you know, for anybody who's Canadian, if you've got a Canadian passport, you can try to be on this team and try to win a spot. Um, but, uh, you know, it is a lot of money to travel. And the people that, you know, don't know any better are not going to waste their time to come out here if they don't think it's going to benefit them, so yeah um I will say that uh I did have a handful of people uh contact me while I was in Abu Dhabi talking about how they can get on this team because you know I was posting everything and people are seeing it and they're seeing the spectacular that it was and they're like well it's really cool to be able to go over there and represent your country so um you know there was a handful of people I'm not going to name names but there was some black belts that were asking me you know, how do I get on team Canada? You know, Mike, so. Mike
0: Breyers, how do I get on team Canada? Aaron Gall, yeah. how do I get on team Canada? Yeah.
2: You know? So, I mean, uh, yeah, just go win nationals, you know, like it's, it's a, uh, uh, it, it keeps it as fair as possible. I, like, I know some of these other countries uh, they choose their teams differently. Um, but I think the fairest way to do it is to run a trials and you win the trials, go to some training camps with the national team and, and then go over there and, and do your thing, you know? So, I mean, Uh, You know, my son was actually on the team this year. He ended up finishing second at nationals, was able to go. Unfortunately, he got caught in a rat tail. I don't know if you guys know what a rat tail is, but if you can imagine a 32-man bracket has 33 people in it, well, they're going to want to eliminate one. So they do an elimination fight uh, between number 33 and 32, and the winner takes the 32nd spot. The loser is done. Oh, wow. They don't get the ability to uh, uh, have a double elimination bracket. So, you know, he drew Kazakhstan in a rat tail and lost. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's a stuff.
0: conspiracy, I tell you. It's yeah. a conspiracy. <laughs> you know, but, hey, it, it was a great
2: experience for him. Um, you know, so it, he'll be better. Uh, he'll be better. It, it just goes to show you that it is a very tough tournament. And, uh, you know, uh, but it was good to see that he got an opportunity to, to uh, test his skills at that level. So. It was great to uh,
1: have them there. Well, well, I think, especially like obviously the success of this tournament, plus like all the things that are become coming down, especially in 2023, with again, I think there's a tournament going on every month in Ontario there's the adcc open which is going to happen i feel
0: feel like almost every weekend there's going to be something going on there's going to be
1: obviously ace jiu-jitsu pro championship which is happening november 27th plus there's going to be another couple shows in 2023 like there are so many opportunities especially for canadian athletes to showcase get practice get training in obviously the trials for the canadian national team is going to be happening as well so there's literally like so many opportunities for these athletes now where we even look at like two years ago there was no opportunity so now we're kind of like making up a lot of different times yeah bright um, times ahead as they say
2: yeah there's a lot of uh, uh a lot of events going on even outside of our organization and uh, it gives people a lot of options to choose you know what they want to do and what what works for them so i mean you know if people can get the opportunity to to fight on an event where they can win cash like they do in the United States. Hey man, all the power to them. I know uh, one of our star players here in Canada, Kieran Kinchuk is really running the circuit out in the U S now and fighting in in, uh, competitions where uh, he can win some money and, and man all the power to them. That's great for them that, that they can live, you know, make a living uh, competing in, in this sport. Um, I believe that should be both an amateur and a professional aspect to what we do. And, and, uh, you know, it was great to see a guy like Kieran be on the team a couple of years ago. And, uh, but now the door's open for other people. We've had the Allison Tromblaze on this team. And, you know, now we had a new star uh, in rain Fath from, uh, you know, rain faff from out, out, uh, out Sarnia, Sarnia area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was, man, she, she trailblazed through her division and, and, and won gold, you know, nobody knew who she was, and and she kind of made it look easy, uh, and she's a new brown belt, so I mean, like, uh, man, the nothing but the way up for her. She uh, did very well. Uh, one of my bright lights, uh, actually, out there, because she was, she was a nobody to them, and uh, she went out there and showed them that that wasn't the case, so, you know, good for her, uh, and I know she was excited to go, and probably way more excited to win, so you know, she had a great time there for sure. But uh, we had quite a few athletes that did very well, so.
0: Awesome. Change, changing gears, because we are talking about, like, a lot of different events. Um, like, give me your thought on, you know, there's a lot of events in the States going on, like, such as, like, who's number one? And then, like, you know, me and Aaron are, are currently involved with Ace Jiu-Jitsu Pro. Like, what are, from your standpoint, what are some things to, that are needed to maybe even push jiu-jitsu maybe locally in Ontario and across Canada to push it to like another level like do you more shows like HGitsu Pro more tournaments like what's what do you think is needed to kind of take things to the next level now
2: I I've been I've been toying with this for a couple years now Uh, obviously my plate's full I do run a show called the Canadian Submission Expo Uh, I haven't ran one in a couple years only because I've been so busy but I've been trying to push a lot of other promoters or event coordinators to run shows uh, just primarily because it's great for the athletes. They don't have to pay to compete. Um, It allows people to be put on a showcase, like being put in a theater. It's a great idea. And uh, I think if we could get a whole lot more shows like this and have them streamed, uh, we would get more exposure for our top athletes. Uh, I think what uh, Fernando's doing with the ACE cup is, is amazing. And he did one show and he was getting a lot of calls from the US about what it is that he's doing up here and, and how, you know, I, I can see the A show in the future being covered on Flow Grappling. I really do. I think if he continues in the right direction, I really think Flow for Grappling might pick it up. Uh, but you just got to, you know, just keep pushing the pace. Um, I'm loving the quality of athletes that he's having on the show. Um mm-hmm a whole huge number of black belts are coming out of the woodwork to fight on that show. And I think it's just great. You know, Um, if they can see the vision um, it's just going to make the show better and more exposure for all of them. So they just got to be patient and just go out there and fight and uh, let people know what we're all about up here.
0: Will we be seeing Tony Isaacs on the H Jitsu pro cup?
2: Uh, sure you will Uh, in in stripes as a referee
0: (laughs) as a referee as a referee yeah
2: yeah Yeah. those days are over for me Uh, I gotta leave the way for the guys who uh, put on the best shows and you know as much as I love me out there it's uh it's kind of you gotta, you
0: gotta leave room for the young guns such as Aaron that's Gall right. and Mike Bryars. Like that, yeah. that, that's that's yeah. what's gonna yeah. put butts yeah. in the seats. <laughs> 100%, right.
2: 100%. Nobody wants to see my old butt out there, uh, butt scooting. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> definitely, yeah. uh, the scene has uh evolved, uh, for sure. The talent pool is man, it's just been amazing. And again, like I said, the more shows we can get, like Ace Cup you know, crowd games uh, does a, their own thing. Uh, the more shows we can get like this, the, the better, you know, I was just in Port Elgin a, a couple months ago uh, for a very small show up there, but man, they packed the house. It was amazing. They packed the house for a bunch of blue and purple belts, you know? So, I mean, like uh, there's definitely, you know, opportunities for both athletes and promoters. Uh, they just gotta, you know, take the chance and go out there and, and, and you know, they got to put the time in and do something, but it, it'd be well worth it for both the athletes and the promoters, you know, if they would uh, see what I'm seeing, you know, I would love to have like a, a circuit here in Ontario um, on the, on the no D side at these shows. It would be amazing.
1: So I know we talked about it briefly last time we were on the podcast many moons ago, but we also still look at like how we uh, like grappling in general was illegal in Ontario at the time. And then, you know, it, now it's back because we got to associate with the proper f- affiliations, grappling associations, the whole deal. And then you look at Quebec, it's still illegal to run a jiu-jitsu yeah. tournament in Quebec. Yeah. So obviously there's been, you know, people voicing their own opinions about it and all that kind of stuff. Like what do you, and has your thoughts changed since the last time that we spoke? Where it like, are these guys ever going to see jiu-jitsu back in their province? Or is it just going to be where it is?
2: Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I, uh, I don't know. Um, I would love to help them. I, I kind of feel like in my heart that if I uh, just try to go ahead and do it, some people might be cool with that. But I think that a lot of the players in Quebec might not be cool with that. They may think, "Oh, Ontario's trying to come in and take over our sport." And uh, I
1: don't at this think point, they... fuck them. They're not doing yeah. anything. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, what sport? What yeah. sport do they fucking have there right like, now? Tony? Like, sorry, that's Darnie. the question. Like, like, to, like, the anybody to anybody in Quebec
0: right now who's <laughs> listening to this, why don't you fucking do it yourself then? I don't give a fuck. Send your hate mail to me. I don't yeah. care.
2: You yeah. so, uh, know, you know they they you know there's 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 a lot of roadblocks in the way for them right now and i just think that it's a a lack of education on the the government side in quebec um, i would love to um, educate that government as to why there should be jiu jitsu tournaments in quebec
0: why that why that government's
2: fucking stupid but go on yeah so i mean like there there i know that uh, there there i said it <laughs> there's a group out there uh, the quebec uh, brazilian jiu jitsu federation I believe Johnny's really still a part of that. Um, I haven't spoken with Johnny in a while, but the last time I did speak with him, um, they did have a meeting with the government. Uh, I don't think they made any headway with it. Um, I wish they would put more pressure on their government uh, to make things happen. Um, If they need a letter from the Canadian Jiu-Jitsu Association, I'm ready to write one in a heartbeat. Um, So, you know, with regards to the connection to the to the international federation, we can definitely help them with that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's essentially up to them. Uh, they got to, you know, they got to make things happen there. Uh, the same way we made them happen here in Ontario. I don't think it's much so different. What, I just think that. Uh, so they
0: t- so t- Tony, like what exactly needs to be done on like Quebec's end of things? And like, you know, there, there was the ban, like, what? Well, they, like from the backstory I've heard, and you may this may not be a hundred percent accurate, but like it involved not even jujitsu, but it was involving like MMA and like rival yeah. promoters and them basically like pretty much sh- shooting themselves and others in the foot, essentially, when it comes to yeah, so there's like there running running of, events, but go on.
2: There was a lot of tattle tailing going on. Uh it actually had nothing to do with jujitsu. There was two kickboxing promoters who did not like each other and uh So one was doing an event. Uh, The other promoter ratted him out. And so they went to shut him down. And it happened to be the day before uh, AJ, the Abu Dhabi Pro event was supposed to happen in Mm -hmm. Quebec. And so while the guy was getting shut down, he goes, well, what about the jujitsu event happening tomorrow at Pierre Charbonneau Arena? Uh, So, you know, oh, you're going to tell on them? Okay, we're going to shut them down too. And that's what ended up happening. And I think that, for the most part, everybody's afraid to do something now because they don't want to lose their shirt. Um, so they're, they're imposing uh, Section 83 of the Criminal Code, uh, which really doesn't apply to us because we're not prize-fighting. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> yeah, we're not prize-fighting, so we're amateur sport. So, you know, uh, they need to get that stuff in order they've never had a pso in quebec in the past so it's something that they need to generate and get done uh, in my opinion uh, but uh you know yeah like it's it's a mess over there it's it's unfortunately uh it's something that they gotta fix again like i said if they want my help i'll gladly help them but i'm not gonna offer it
1: here tony here's <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna paint a picture for you okay so obviously a couple months go by you know more people start voicing out their opinions especially not having cause you just didn't come back and then what happens is you know some players start getting in mo- motions and they have a big like you know the council chamber and everybody you know stating their facts and all that kind of stuff of why we need to have and then all of a sudden Tony Isaac comes out from the door right uh-huh. and everybody does, and nobody knows what this gentleman is going to say and then Tony comes out and he just sets at the podium He says the most inspiring speech and lays out the ground rules of everything that's going to happen and how you get these PSOs involved and everybody. And then all of these school owners fucking hate your guts, but all of the other people love you because you know what? You made sense. And everybody was like, Mm -hmm. we got jujitsu back in Quebec and everybody's cheering. Would you, would you take that? Can you see that movie? Well, uh, there's a lot of people that already hate
2: me, so uh, <laughs> I'm kind, <of, laughs> kind, of, kind of used to it, but uh, the reality is, is uh, I would love for jujitsu in Quebec to be flourishing. I really would. I, you know, I've had this for years now, I've been wanting to do a, a Quebec first Ontario super fight show and, you know, do one here in Ontario, do one in Quebec, but you know, Well, you can't,
0: can't do it in Quebec right now never gonna it's have it's illegal, to
2: back, you know, uh, <laughs> So it's 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 unfortunate, but I mean that's one of many things we can do. Man, I look at the I look at the roster of membership in the Ontario Jiu Jitsu Association, and I think about five, maybe six hundred athletes are from Quebec. You know, so they sign up, they come over here and compete in our events here, but you know, those five, six hundred memberships should be in Quebec. Uh, being able to compete in events in Quebec. You know, it's just it's unfortunate that it's not that way right now. Mm. Um uh, it'll, you know, it's gotta get better. It can't get any worse than it is now, right? So um, you know, I've heard some talk that uh you know that the Quebec government was going to try to treat it like pro sport, which would be a, an absolute mess um to get the commission involved with it, because they would just take all of the amateur sport funding yeah away uh, from it her. it would be a disaster it's the worst thing that could ever have happened and and uh you know and who's going to train referees out there the, the the government yeah right good luck with that so you know um unfortunately yeah they're in, they're in a they're in a bit of a pickle but like i said you know if they said tony can you help us and look into it i'll definitely do it i have resources here we have the Ontario government here that can put me in touch with the right people in Quebec um, just to have a chat. And because uh, I really believe that they, the government don't know what the fuck they're talking about over there and they need to be educated as to what amateur sport is. Uh, what's the difference between, you know, jujitsu and wrestling and judo or why they're allowing judo and not allowing jujitsu is to me is ridiculous. It's just, you know, and then I even heard that a, uh, Karate got pulled from the Olympic docket, so now you can't even do a karate tournament in Quebec, which is absolutely stupid. So, you know they. So, so hold, on, hold
0: on one sec. You just brought up one one. So judo tournaments are okay right now, correct? Yes. Jiu-jitsu tournaments not okay right now. That's right. What, what is what's the difference?
2: Not much, really. <laughs> exactly. Uh, rules. The rules are yeah. different. You know, how is it different than wrestling, other than the uniform you wear? Yeah, we're all doing the same thing, right? There's no striking in what we do, so you know, it's it's you know you're dealing with a bunch of people who who you know haven't been choked before, and they probably just need to get choked. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, again, like I said, it's it's a it's a political issue, not a sport issue. Uh, but our our, uh, our members are treating it like a sport issue because they can't they can't participate in the sport because of a political reason and uh, you know they just got to figure out how to get around that.
0: They need to get organized. I think it's the big thing. And this is also coming from somebody who's for people who are listening to the audio of this. You're wearing a, what? What shirt is that? Is the Saskatchewan Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation? Yes. So, no, no offense to Saskatchewan. But if they could have a fucking organization, how yeah, the exactly. hell?
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, so I take
0: every other province. No offense to Saskatchewan, I don't want to get a bunch of hate mail from people from Saskatchewan right. from their igloos emailing me, being, "Hey, I, I don't take Conley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't no, take kindly to that around here. Well, pitchforks with their pitchforks pitch and them harvesting their wheat. Like I won't say I get this. it.
2: They're, they're doing it right. Uh, they're doing it right over there. Uh, you know. Oh, man, it had to be, oh, I got to say, 12 years ago, I reached out 12 years ago. Wow, I'm saying my age here. 12 years ago, I reached out to a whole bunch of people in who I thought were in the know in different provinces. You know, the Fabio Hollandas, the AJ Scales, the Josh Russells, all these guys in other provinces. And I, I, I pitched the idea of, of them opening up PSOs in their province to do exactly what I wanted them to be doing here now, like what we're doing here in Ontario. And it took AJ. So AJ's out of Saskatchewan and it took him four years to realize my vision. And now it's become his vision. And now they have been running, you know, their organization there for, oh man, probably seven, eight years now. Uh, And they're doing great. Uh, they just did their provincial championships. They flew me in to to do a referee course, followed by overseeing their provincial championships. And uh, you know, they're doing great things over there in Saskatchewan. They don't have the numbers that we have, of course, but man, they're doing they're doing uh, you know, what needs to be done. And uh which I, I couldn't be happier. Um, you know, there's gonna come a time that our our uh, Ontario athletes are going to have to go to Saskatchewan for national championships, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, partly because these guys are, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. So, you know um, yeah, like, yeah, so I I was there on the weekend. Of course they gave me this shirt, Um, but uh, yeah, like we need to have our sport governed the way Ontario is governing it here with the Ontario Jiu-Jitsu Association. I think there should be an organization like that in Manitoba and in, in Alberta, B.C., uh, Newfoundland, uh, New Brunswick. I think they should all have one, um, and then then we could have a real national championships. And then we could can do Canada Games, which is run by the government. You know, like Sport Canada would have a Canada Games. Oh, man, that would be so awesome you know, having Team Ontario go against Team Quebec. And, mm-hmm. you know, these are great concepts, man. Like, this is a great way to build your sport. And, um, you know, but these things can't happen without us having five provinces that are doing what the Ontario Jiu-Jitsu Association is doing. So and it's a it's a slow roll, man. But, you know, it's slowly happening. Things are getting better. Uh, Manitoba, a group in Manitoba contacted me about wanting to get back on the ball of making this happen. Uh, I've been speaking with Newfoundland. I've been speaking with New Brunswick. So things are, are slowly coming around and, and, you know, it's reminding me of, of my meeting with AJ. And then, you know, four years later, they, they rolled out the the ball and, and got it going. So I do see some of these other provinces are going to do the same thing. And uh, you know, over time, we're going to be able to get there. So, you know, I'm patient. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not that young, but I'm young enough to make sure I can see this through before I die. So, uh, you know, anybody who wants to take my job, you know, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to be here. Aaron's for got volunteer. for Aaron,
0: Aaron's volunteering. No, it's not at all. Gonna, I mean, it's going to lose even child. more. He's going to lose even more
1: hair than he's lost. That's right. I don't need that. No, so again, let this be a lesson to anybody listening, especially if you're our Quebec listeners. If you want this to happen, Tony's the guy you got to reach out to, but he's not going to contact you. So you have to reach out to him. <laughs> All right. He's kind, of, he's kind of a big deal. Don't You, got, you guys got to uh, fucking <laughs> bite the bullet and you guys got to suck up to Tony and he's going to make it work.
2: Well, I hope I can make it work. I <laughs> have no guarantees. but No, so.
1: no, no, no. <laughs> Tony, I've seen you move worlds. You can make this happen, right? You got your computer to work you're you're
0: good (laughs) yeah if you can can get your windows 95 computer to work then you can get anything done you can get good jiu-jitsu legalized in quebec once again Uh, i'm pretty sure this is a 2000 uh, maybe
2: 2001 i don't know can't remember but
1: so um shifting gears a little bit um i I like to steal mike's tagline but you boys have gears. kind of a little announcement that you guys wanted to announce up on the podcast. So I'm going to kind of like sit back, leave the floor open for you guys. Cause apparently something's happening.
2: Oh, we yeah, got something. something, on my,
1: something something's uh, happening, uh, Tony. What's happening? Why don't you explain it?
2: <laughs> well, um, one of my, uh, uh, ideas I would love to have to, you know, I've been doing jujitsu since 1998. Um, the better part of uh you know 25 years and uh i really would love to be able to have my own academy uh my own gym um i've seen a lot of other people um before me open up their gyms and be very successful um so now we are kind of like biting the bullets and and, uh, mike and i are trying to uh to make that happen and uh yeah it looks like we're going to be doing december january we're going to be looking at opening up our own place. Um, starting small, of course, you know, baby steps, but uh, you know, I have I have an ambition to have a, a very big academy um, doing what I love to do. And that's teach people uh, the principles of jiu-jitsu and, and uh, whether it be uh, competitive jiu-jitsu or just people recreationally doing it or people wanting to do self-defense whatever their needs are, uh, I want to be able to provide a house that can give them all these different aspects, you know, and, you know, just, you know, health and fitness, you know, Mike is a personal trainer. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people there that are, they're going to be lifting for sure in that gym, uh, over time. So it's just, you know, I want to create an opportunity for people that, you know, might be a little different than where they might be currently. So, and I'm not looking to steal or poach anybody. I just want to do my own thing and i think there's more than enough to go around to uh uh to be able to have our own students to grow under the grappling arts academy banner you know so yes that's the name grappling arts academy. yep
0: Very that's nice. it we're uh, we're looking to launch in january we're going to be in the mississauga area uh i'm really excited i've i actually got a You know, I used to teach a lot like I'd fill in for Tony and like, you know, Danny and other people like a lot of times, you know, over the years when when needed, but, you know, I I really started to enjoy teaching and actually like enjoy jujitsu even more when I started actually teaching with you Aaron at uh, the gym that we do not speak of when we had our little uh, program there. Mm -hmm. And The gym that we do not so we don't t- we don't talk about that here, Tony. Like we, we Aaron's blocked. Aaron's blocked it out. And if I said the name, he would just beep it anyway. i will just so, beep it anyways. Yeah, he's, they he's get blocked. they get no
1: fucking press.
0: They get no press. See, Aaron actually
1: has PTSD from that gym. So no, oh, no PTSD. I just have no time for them once or. <laughs>
0: No, but uh, I appreciate actually, everything
1: uh, they've done, but I got no time for them. I got no time. <laughs> you know,
0: you don't have the time of day for them. But, but getting back on on topic, I I actually really enjoyed teaching it during that time, and it was something that you know during the pandemic I definitely missed. And I feel like you know now is the time now that things have settled down. You know, I want to start. I want to start teaching. And basically, what Tony said, and just people in the community, whether it's you know somebody who wants to compete, you know somebody's kid who's getting bullied at school somebody who's you know they just they just want to learn the art and they're just like hey like you know i'm a 30 or 40 year old professional and like what's this jiu-jitsu stuff like i've seen this on i've seen this on the internet like i'd like to learn this or try this out and, and like those those are the people that uh, me, me and tony want to cater to and I'm, I'm actually very excited for this project once again starting small uh, we're going to be starting a few nights a week and then we're just going to look to to build and grow and yeah And uh, expand
2: yeah I'm hoping by the time I retire that we have a a full academy with with you know everything that we would like to have man it's so tough right now trying to find uh, you know the right uh, uh, right uh, location for us to do what we want to do or the right building to do it in Uh, but I think with time we're just you know we're going to get what we want in time and uh, you know we just got to be patient you know Be patient, but but stay on the grind, you know?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I'm excited for you guys. Like, I know commercial real estate is just, like, the most fucking craziest thing right now and the market is insane and guys don't want to rent recreational facilities because they're worried about the next pandemic coming down and then so you have the options of subleasing so it's i've I've gone through the ringer myself and trying to understand everything and then working with other individuals so i i get it so no but i'm excited you guys actually were able to nail down a place figure it out and move forward with it so it's going to be exciting it's also also a place
0: that like we can grow into as well something you can start small and then we just build and then eventually you know we we look for something bigger and bigger down the road but uh, i'm excited for this project i really missed really missed teaching and like i want to get i want to get back at it i want to have want to build i want to build something
2: for sure
1: for sure yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to share or anything of like that or about that or? We're looking at, we're looking to be starting up in about early
0: January. Uh, we're going to be releasing some information probably about the beginning of December. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, which, which days we'll, we'll be in operation and we'll, uh, we're just uh, finalizing a couple things and we'll, uh, we're going to have more information out to the public uh, very soon.
2: Yeah, it's a family-oriented affair with myself and Mike as, as the owners, but, you know, Matthew and, and, and Kat will also be on board. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of avenues that we can go into with regards to, you know, what we are going to be teaching and who's going to be teaching uh, at the academy. So uh, we're very flexible with regards to having Kat and Matthew both teach uh, classes there as well. So, I mean, over time, we're going to be able to, you know, and Matthew's a massage therapist, and uh, Mike brought Mike, of course, is a, a personal trainer. So we're going to have a whole lot of amenities uh, when we are in our forever home uh, that we're going to be able to provide to our members. So um, it will be a very, you know, multifaceted gym um, is what I'm hoping for. I haven't thought about adding striking. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I have a kickboxing background, but, uh, you know, I really wanted to be a grappling arts gym. Um, If if, uh, the need requires us to add a striking program, then, you know, we could look at that at that time. But uh, I really wanna be a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu slash wrestling academy um, and be able to, uh, you know, administer those two martial arts and be able to uh, have our athletes attend those type of martial arts in competition and uh, yeah. You know, but of course, you know, we're going to take our time right now. It's really, it's not really, we're not experimenting or anything like that. We're going all in, but uh, we're just going to take our time with how well, how fast we grow. That's all. You know, Awesome.
1: No. Okay. Gentlemen, like it's been a great conversation today. I really do appreciate you, Tony, coming on to the show. It's been great to having their aspects as far as your trip from Abu Dhabi obviously the whole stuff is going on in Quebec, which is a whole other issue. And obviously your guys exciting news. Um, before we wrap up today, is there anything you guys want to uh, say sponsors events? We got to talk about next time we get you on the tone on the podcast, what we're going to move forward with.
2: Well, uh, uh, provincial championships coming up December 3rd and 4th uh, in Niagara Falls. I always say Niagara Falls is a great way to go to a, a great place to go to a tournament because of course you have the, attraction that is the falls um but i mean i always encourage people to go to the oj events because they're very well run um you know the promoter uh, will have some say with regards to what they can do at the events but pretty much the events are run the same from one event to the other so you know what you're getting so provincial championships is probably the second biggest tournament of the year that the oj runs behind the ontario open and uh yeah come on out and see some great jujitsu guys Awesome,
1: all right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate the time this night. It's been awesome, mm-hmm. but we'll definitely connect soon in person, and we'll get a little bit more info. And then, obviously, we'll release them as we get them. All right, boys. Awesome. All righty, great having. All thanks right. for
2: having me on, guys.
1: Thanks, Tony. Big, Appreciate it. Big boa, Tony. Uh, big boa. Sure
2: I'll, I'll uh update my computer for the next. One. Yeah, no, no. Just yeah, uh, maybe. I, I maybe know you were just stuff. driving. I know you were driving. Whatever. Oh yeah. 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 Maybe set a, a Windows.